0: I see, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, eh? huh? You think Jesus was some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus
1: had guts! Like Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Well, today we're speaking with Deborah klein Tono. Now, she is a Messianic Jew singer-songwriter. Uh, with a fascinating story of conversion and uh, really traveling the world, uh, sharing the good news of Yeshua, uh, or Jesus, as uh, some people call him. <laughs> now, I just uh, love uh, chatting with Messianic Jews and hearing about their heritage and their faith. It's a real privilege to have Deborah here today, here with us in Australia. Welcome to History Makers, Deborah, and tell us a little bit about your family upbringing over in the States.
0: Okay, well, my father was a German-Polish Jew, uh, from a very orthodox family, line of cantors. Uh, my mother was a little feisty Puerto Rican, and uh, so we <laughs> we had an interesting upbringing uh, because my mother was also a Catholic. So I actually went to Catholic school as a child because the music pro- program was good, and my dad thought, well, that's okay. <laughs> so... It was kind of an interesting upbringing, Um, but my mom really didn't go to church and uh, my father was an atheist, um, even though he came from that background.
1: So you you were born to a Jewish father, Puerto Rican mother, lived in Puerto Rico at the age of nine, uh, and uh, you began your singing career on TV. Uh, So you started out quite young in your singing career, then you moved back to the States at the age of 15. Uh, And uh, a few years later, you started singing in nightclubs. So were you living a pretty wild lifestyle back then?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was living a very wild lifestyle. Um, Yeah, nightclubs, uh, a lot of studio work too. I'm sure some of you, if you're familiar with Cherry 7-Up and other commercials, I was doing those too. So I am the voice
1: behind those. Okay, so your career really took off at a young age. Uh, And then... uh, you know, in 1999, after experiencing several family tragedies, uh, including the loss of a child and your mother, uh, you really felt out of control, and uh, yourself and, and Vince were invited to a church service. Uh, tell us what happened then.
0: Well, uh, we were invited to a Pentecostal church, as a matter of fact, and uh, I I went reluctantly, um, but our life was out of control um, during, after those losses was also the bombshell that my one and only other daughter had just become a drug addict. So being completely out of control and being invited to go, well, I thought I'd try something. And when I got there, I was completely shocked. Uh, I was expecting to hear organs, choir, you know, the choirs in the Catholic Church. And here was a band that was just jamming, and I could not believe that was God music. Um, nonetheless, I became, sh- I started to shake uncontrollably. I was uh, very freaking out because I, I couldn't stop and Miss Total in Control over here hid behind my husband because I I was petrified. I thought everybody would think I was crazy. But being that it was a Pentecostal church, they were busy singing and praising the Lord. They didn't notice me hiding behind my husband, thank God. But uh, it was a, a special day because... uh It was a different kind of a service where there was a parent who got up to spoke who had just lost two children. And um, there was this peace in this lady's uh, face through the pain that she was definitely feeling, but this peace that I couldn't quite understand. Um, And she kept talking about eternal life and seeing her children again. And um, I had just, well, recently had a dream about my mother. And in this dream, kind of a twilight state that I was in, she had come. Um, My daughter that passed away was severely handicapped in a wheelchair. And in this dream, uh, my mother was explaining to me that while I was the one giving her CPR with the help of what you guys call triple O, here uh, They were explaining to me over the phone what to do with my mom when she suddenly collapsed in front of me. Um, she said in this dream, she, she kind of hovered away from her body and uh, saw me and she was going to come back, but she heard these voices and she saw light and just, she said it was really interesting how her, she was floating towards this light and looked up and there was my daughter not in a wheelchair, she was roller skating around the top of a tunnel saying, Mama, come up and look at me. I'm whole. Jesus made me whole. And so when this woman was speaking, I remembered the dream I had of my mother, and I was thinking, I want that peace. I want to see my mother again. I want to see my daughter again. I want eternal life, and I'll try Jesus. And I gave my heart to the Lord that day.
1: Wow, that is one of the best conversion stories I've heard. That's powerful. Uh, now, you—you uh, you obviously uh, were in a, you know, a Christian church, and you had this Jewish background, and uh, you know, I am sure you were probably asking a lot of questions about the connection between being a Jewish, uh, being Jewish, and being a, a believer in Jesus. So, how did you reconcile the two? And, and you know, obviously, the Messianic Jewish movement is a strong one. Tell us uh, how you discovered that.
0: Well, um, you know, one of my biggest prayers when I became a Christian was to, uh, my biggest prayer was always praying that God would give me wisdom and understand, that I could understand what he had to say. And um, as I was reading scripture, um, I kept Going back to the Old Testament, I started to see how the two connected. And, you know, being that I was a Jewish, this this happened to have been a very um, awesome church that I went to, and um, the worship pastor there and I got along really well. Turns out that we had known each other from way back when um, he was Al Jarreau's bass player and I had done some studio work with Al Jarreau, and um, he sort of took me under his wing And, um, you know, I would tell him, you know, I I feel kind of strange because here my father's calling me a Jesus freak. And, uh, you know, I've got this tag of Deborah Klein and a a nose that you guys can't see, but quite Jewish nose here. And um, But the Lord started to speak to me through through Scripture. And um, as I was reading the book of Hebrews... I started to to really realize that the apostles; these were Jewish men, and they were talking to the Jewish people, and it I, it started hitting me. And um, you know, I decided to, to to speak to a messianic rabbi um, and try to understand what was stirring up inside me. Um, I started to also start taking some biblical Hebrew classes so that I could start really understanding. What is it that the Jews don't get about this? And it it is quite wonderful when you do this because my heart all of a sudden became burdened for the unsaved Jew because it's hard to see it in English. When you see it in Hebrew, there's that difference between Lord and Lord. It's El and Elohim, um, El being the single Lord, Jesus, Yeshua, Elohim being the plural God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And, and uh, well, I don't know. I just started going to a Messianic congregation, and but yet also visiting churches as well, who seem to be very interested in also reaching out to their Jewish brothers and sisters. After all,
1: we're all one. Now, I just have always loved, you know, I mean, Bob Mendelssohn from Jews for Jesus is a good friend of mine. I've interviewed him for History Makers before, and uh, I love uh, picking the brain of a messianic Jew because I always find I learn a lot more about what the actual Bible, the Bible is actually about, you know. So um, let me just ask you a couple of random questions, you know, I'll put you on your toes. Um, So the, the names of God. In Hebrew. Um, I've always been fascinated by some of the names of God. Can you rattle off a few of them and what they mean? Uh, Jehovah Jireh, our God as our provider, is one that comes to mind. Do you want to share some of the others? Yeah.
0: Oh. Let's see. Well, we've, we've got so many. Actually, uh, the Jews themselves just say yod heh vav which is Yahweh. A lot of people say Yahweh, but there is no W in Hebrew. <laughs> so if, for those of you who are listening, it is Yahweh. Um, and they actually do not pronounce that. They say Hashem, which is the name. It's so revered that they don't say the name, the Jews. Um of course, uh, Sar Shalom, which is the Prince of Peace, Adonai is Lord. Uh, Lord. So Adonai Yeshua, Hamashiach, uh, the Messiah. So, yeah.
1: I, you know, I just want, I just wanted a few there. I just I love I love hearing the uh, the accent it, It's beautiful. <laughs> and uh, so, tell me about your music. Um, you've you, you recorded an album with uh, uh, you know those. The, it's described as Latin rhythms, R and B, and worship ballads. Uh, Tell me about where you get your inspiration from. How do you write the songs? Where where does it all come from?
0: Oh, okay. Well, um, actually, all the songs have really come from um, scripture. What the difference I would say um, to a lot of messianic music is that it incorporates the Old Testament with the New Testament. So you'll hear scripture uh, from from both. Now, being that I am a Puerto Rican Jew, and I happen to love Latin rhythms, I love all kinds of music. My husband, um, also who has played guitar all his life, was you know into rock rhythm and blues, and somehow it sort of fused together. So it's a little fusion, has a little Middle Eastern uh, flair to it as well. Um, but I guess it's just my personality and god just basically said just be who you are and just this is my word and don't change who you are and that's me
1: that's good, all right. Well, let, let's get down to uh, another issue that, I, you know, while well, I've got you, I'll pick your brain about. Uh, so, you know, I love having discussions with people about Israel and the Middle East, and, you know, it's been fascinating watching Egypt recently and Libya, you know, all these, these countries. Um, tell us, what's your biblical view of, uh, of Israel and, uh, you know, the Zionist movement, you know, Jews from all over the world uh, going back to Israel? What's your view of all that and, uh, and what's happening in particular at the moment?
0: Wow, that's a really good question. Um, I had the privilege to visit Israel for my very first time uh, this past July. I had the opportunity to go and minister there, which was absolutely wonderful. Um, I have to admit I cried every single day as I watched prophecy being fulfilled in front of my eyes from the four corners of the earth There were Jews from all over in this Jewish state, their own land. Um, We see in scripture, uh, children will play in the streets of the city. And I'm talking unattended three-year-olds. I couldn't believe it. They would just come like every half hour and come and look at these kids just new. They're just running around this courtyard and I was amazed. I kept breaking out into tears, seeing God's word being fulfilled, some of it in our own lifetime. Of course, that leads me uh, to believe that Hmm. maybe Yeshua is coming real soon. And so we need to get the fulfillment of the Gentiles. I am asking my brothers and sisters to just invoke that jealousy into our Jewish brothers and sisters um, as a, the Gentile believer who invited me to go to church. And here she was talking to me about the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I was like, hmm, what do you know about that? So I was a little jealous and put back that's one of the things that had me step foot in there. Um, but... Wow, with all the turmoil and the things going on over there, I, I, I'm i really into end-time prophecy. I, I just see the Lord coming soon and, and all of us being on our toes and really buckling down on the Word of God, be armored so that we will recognize the true Messiah when He comes back, as I think it's soon.
1: I, I could talk for hours about end times, but you know, my favorite passage I focus on is, the gospel will be preached to all nations and then the end will come. And I believe we are in the time where through Christian music like yours, through Christian radio like History Makers, TV, Internet, uh, people like you traveling to Israel, you know, traveling all over the world, uh, the gospel certainly is going uh, to the four corners of the earth. And, yeah, um, I actually just heard recently a number of mission agencies in America met and discussed uh, how long it will take for them to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. And they actually said sometime in the next 15 years they believe they'll have every nation covered uh, with the good news. So who knows? We could be in the last of the last days. It could be. To, this, this interview might not even make it to air. You never know. <laughs> uh, tell us uh, what's the uh, best website for people to go to if they want to find out more about your music.
0: Okay, you can go to com, and that's D-E-B-K-L-I-N-E music.com.
1: Also looked at your MySpace and had listened to music on there. Well, I'm um, so uh, pleased to meet you and uh, excited to uh, watch your career. Uh, unless the Lord comes back, who knows? <laughs> we'll
0: all be singing together and actually he'll be singing and dancing over us.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. She was down my spine when you said that. Uh, well, uh, yeah, Deb Klein, uh, thank you so much for your time today. I reckon you're a history maker. God bless. Bless you guys. Thank you. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com and also you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week.
0: History Makers.